you guys, finally the, the cancellation has come for one of our nearest and dearest friends, the Cybertruck. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, Cybertruck is canceled. Yeah, it's gone. Um, we and, uh, hardly knew It was you. caught yeah. saying the N-word on tape. <laughs> yeah. No, it was too expensive. Elon was like, we can't afford it. We can't afford Cybertruck. Yep. Like, yeah. like as a development project or yeah. like they wouldn't be able to sell it for a profit? It was going to have to be sold at like for like $50,000, I think. But no, just the development. They went way over budget on yeah. the development. And so they had to, they're refunding everybody's pre-orders. Yeah. Plus the prices are stainless. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And chips. <laughs> Good luck getting in, getting enough chips to make your truck sci- cyber. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just it's, it's, you can't can't jack into the matrix the yeah. way that they were expecting it to. Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, like just the little I know about aerodynamics, that thing would get the equivalent. I know it's all electric, but it would get the equivalent of something like five miles per gallon. <laughs> like it is not designed. Uh, for uh, highway speeds with yeah. those hard angles. Yeah, lots of- yeah, no, it's um, I it was ugly, it was stupid. It was never supposed to be a real <laughs> vehicle in the first place, and uh, and now it never will be. Yeah. So that's cool. That's that's a that's a bright spot yeah. in an otherwise dark dark yeah. world. It, yeah, like correct me if I'm wrong, but like the entire thing was like just to get Elon's name and Tesla's name in the news for more days, right? Like, that I, was, like yeah, I think it was it was something to do with juicing the stock. And, yeah, you know, like even like the done. the whole like throwing a, a a ball bearing like a giant ball bearing through the window and a cr- yeah and breaking yeah yeah, like, yeah. It, that was staged. That was a yeah. stunt to just get people to meme it. Yeah. It's yeah. like ju- yeah. like at this point, Tesla and Elon are just like pushing the um uh you know like engagement button like as much as they can just to be like relevant in yeah. everyone's yeah. you know um, daily conversations and stuff. And you know what's weird is I was looking on Carvana because I, I every once in a while I I, I think we'll trade in our car for a truck and uh, I'm just like looking through it and um, there's a ton of Teslas on there. Oh yeah, which is weird. I don't know. That that seems to be like another. I, I, I just conspiracy brain goes off. Yeah. Like looking at that thing, it's just like, what are they? It's just like a like some sort of uh, uh, way to juice up the price of the used car market through hmm. like concentration of like where to get te- used Teslas, or, or just something. a bunch of people bought Teslas and hated them. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Or that they think they could make a profit on it by selling it yeah. at a higher price in the used market so that they well, can roll it into the next one. Well, possible, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, like, okay, so there's a confluence of factors that could be affecting this. I mean, one is that, like, uh, L.A. had $6.30 gasoline. So yeah. Good for them. Uh, you know, my li- the little time that I spent in L.A., there's a lot of Teslas. Yeah. There's a lot of Teslas. Like, mm-hmm. all, the, you know, up and down the West Coast. Um there's a fuckload of Teslas out there. And so um, I can imagine some people really wanting one in a used car market because, you know, they don't have to buy gasoline. And then a whole bunch of people, you know, that bought a car that will murder them are maybe, <laughs> you know, yeah. taking a, a couple second thoughts about their investment and uh, looking to, you know, sell high and get out before uh, they die. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> There was, I think it was in L.A., this woman um, 
had a sign in her car window. Her car had been broken into so many times that she made this sign that said, there's nothing in here. Go rob a Tesla. And she left her glove compartment box open to show that it was empty. Yeah. Um, which I should have done when I was in college. I got my car broken into like three times to the point where I didn't replace my CD player. I just like left. There was just this big gash in the middle of my the hole. Yeah. yeah. Where was this? Is this, this in-, is in my undergrad in, in Sarasota, Florida. Oh, yeah. wow. Yep. Yeah. Anywho. Um, so, so what happened with the, uh, the, the, the woman that posted that, that what, did like Tesla like come after her with a cease and desist on that? Being like, Hey, don't, don't, don't sick the Keep people on us. Keep my fucking name out of your mouth. <laughs> Do we, should we talk about the slap? Well, of course. All right. Yeah. I mean, how could we not? Will Smith hit Chris Rock. Yeah. There's been two, uh, cultural, um, momentous events in 2022 so far one was the invasion of ukraine by <laughs> by putin second was <laughs> well smith hitting chris rock at the oscars yeah yeah man yeah. and and we instantly uh fused the two on twitter yeah they did like, a fusion dance yeah to like make them the same event in metaphors <laughs> for each other yeah i um don't care yeah that will smith hit Chris Rock. Big yeah. same. I yeah. don't yeah. uh I don't really think that it was like this some kind of big immoral um I don't know, like I've been hit in the face before twice and both times I deserved it. And yeah. I don't really think that it's that big of a deal to hit somebody in the face. Uh if they deserve it. Do you think that Chris Rock deserved it? Yeah. Oh. See, I I don't think he deserved it. I think the joke was un, you know, funny and cruel, but like I don't think that making a cruel joke warrants being physically assaulted by someone who literally played Muhammad Ali convincingly <laughs> in a movie. Uh, it was an open-handed slap. If if Will Smith had wanted to fuck up Chris Rock's face, he could have and would have. Sure, okay. He, it was an open-handed slap. That that didn't he didn't even like go off balance or I, I don't know like it didn't seem like he actually got hit. David thinks either. it was. It's, you think it was? He uh, thinks well, it's so, staged. So, well, no, so you're, you're, you're a slap truther. No, no, no. So, so I, I modified mine slightly in, in that I I think Will Smith intended to actually harm Chris Rock, but because he's so well trained, he did the fake slap where you bend your wrist back because um, See, it's just like what you're trained to do. His yeah. training kicked in. And so he just like <laughs> did a, a stage His slap, and, and yeah, yeah, and everyone just sort of treated it normal because it's all actors. It's yeah. all a bunch of actors, so everyone knows what was happening. I I don't think that it was. I don't think it was staged. No, I don't think it was staged either. I I, I think that the staging was emergent out of the yeah. event because you think they're like, all actors yeah, and they're not real staged. people. Do, do you think the, like none of them are real? He, all, they, he walked up on that stage and was like, "I'm going to rock this motherfucker," and then at last minute was like, "No, nope, be, open, open be the hand. bigger man. Open hand. Let 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 your wrist rotate through and don't actually connect your body's momentum into his skull." <laughs> No, no, I, 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 I don't think any of it is conscious. Like, yeah. these, none of these people have real emotions or live real lives. They're all fucking like ghouls of Hollywood. I don't, yeah. I don't think that. Well, this is what I was hoping we'd get. They into. are Scientologists, though, yeah, which is also, probably the biggest thing against yeah, them. Yeah. Although Will Smith claims they left the Scientology Church in like 2014 or something, but that doesn't make it. Nobody leaves. You can't yeah. leave. Like I don't buy that yeah. because 
You think it's like the OSS or CIA? Like as soon as you're a Scientologist? Well, I guess... No, like the church does not... It, let like, you leave. Yeah. They yeah. like harass you and like destroy your life. They destroy which, your life if you yeah. leave the church. Yeah. Even if you're like way, way up there and have like the best eaten levels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't... I, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, maybe when, once you, like, become an operating Thetan, like, level eight, <laughs> they're like, we can't help you anymore. There's no more audits to be had. Yeah, and, like, uh, you know... Bye. <laughs> remember when um, uh, fucking uh, Tom Cruise said he could levitate? Yeah. I yeah, want to see cool. that. I want to see it. Yeah. I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like, people didn't really pay attention, but um, if you look closely at the video, Will Smith didn't actually walk up on stage. Yeah, he, he, levitated. he levitated. Like, yeah. we're sl- like a half inch above the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wanted to get into the mechanics of open hand slapping, right? Uh-huh. Which is to say that this idea that, like, open hand, like, assault is, like, a step below closed hand assault is not actually like on a technical basis valid like like you know i'm i've trained martial arts for like 13 years or here so. we go and All so right. one of the things about like slapping right is that um you can slap as hard as you can punch like you can transmit a, yes a, but a, you're you're spreading it out over a larger surface area it, but it really doesn't matter it, it comes down to target selection right so if you want if you to slap a guy in a dick <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> but the idea is is target selection and then the the uh dynamic of the actual like contact right because like as this slap went down you know looking at the tape um it was sort of a wide swinging arc with a allowed wrist rotation at the point of impact and the point of it was to be um a like humiliating public assault as opposed to a devastating i want to fuck up your face yeah Yeah. because if you if you wanted to hypothetically knock somebody out with a slap the way you would do it is you'd connect the front of your your uh your palm to their jaw toward that's not a slap that's a palm strike and I, sure, but you can do that with an arc. It's one of those devastating... It, it looks uh, like a slap. Like, if you do it with an arc, the, but you... If you, it looks you, like it, a slap, it, that doesn't make it a slap. A slap yeah. is the palm of your hand yeah. interacting with something that is broad, like the broad side of your face yeah. or your shoulder or whatever. Or a butt. A palm strike is not a slap. Palm strike is one of the most deadly uh, moves, especially when you're interacting with the face. You can kill somebody with a palm yeah. strike very easily. They say soft weapon to a hard target like a so, nose yeah yeah to like or or jaw or like the top of somebody's head like you know a downward slap with your body's weight behind it, it with a forward intent if you've got like the structure Tell on me, it answer me this yeah. would you rather be slapped in the side of the face mm-hmm. or punched in the nose by the same person Oh, come on. Don't pretend like you're thinking about it. That's I, an easy answer. I, I guess, like, if, if they're trying in both situations to actually hurt me, I don't, I guess I'm not really, uh, you know, considering it, like, that different. Because Listener, it, like, if somebody ask yourself, would you rather be slapped in the side of the... David, would you rather <laughs> be slapped in the side of the face or punched in the nose? Uh, who's watching? I am. <laughs> I've paid the person to do it. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. This is my new kink. What? Yeah, Don't yeah. Kink shame me. Yeah, yeah, no, Jesus. Stay, stay out of this, Chris. Uh, um, uh, uh, slapped, please. Yeah. Okay, good. I, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. 
but right, yeah, there's well, a couple of videos that I've seen with like uh, where people are like in you know like closed circuit television, like caught on film, like actual like combat situations where they they fight each other. And I've seen a bunch of people get just dropped, like knocked the fuck out by what looks like a slap, but the you know. Then how come MMA is all punches? Uh, Why aren't they slapping each other more if it's so <laughs> devastating? I would watch more. Yeah, I'm going to chew on that. I'm going to chew on that. <laughs> because it's not as bad. I, I, bet, I bet there's some pretty devastating slaps if I... If yes, we, of course we, there we are, but it's not as MMA bad as record. being punched. It's just not. There's yeah. no way. If it was, then there would be more slap fights. The reason... Slap fights are like a joke. Yeah. You know? It's like... But buddy, my buddy Johnny died in a slap fight. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped him too hard. Yeah, nobody ever gets slapped to death. I that I would know. be funny. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it can be done. I think it can be done. All right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really think that it's. You know what I think? I think that it would have been much more effective mm-hmm. if Will Smith had, instead of hitting him, just stood up and said, "Keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth." That would have made him, I think, look a little better. Uh, it would have been more difficult to vilify him if mm. he had just, like, said something instead of hitting him. Mm. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think, like, people should, like, uh, domestic violence is obviously terrible. But I, I don't think this that... didn't happen in a house. It's not domestic. It doesn't count. It happened in a theater. <laughs> yeah, oh, have yeah. you heard the theater theory? No. Ooh. Uh, uh, so, if you're not familiar with the uh, the curse of Macbeth, oh right, yeah, um, it, it said that if you it, the witches uh, cursed the play because Shakespeare used a real spell in his play, which is obviously like that's IP. You know, you can't just go <laughs> sharing that shit. So, if you say the, they ca- they often call it the Scottish play or okay. the Bard's play, okay, um, because it is said that if you say Macbeth in a theater, uh, something terrible will happen to you. And Chris Rock had said to Denzel Washington just moments before the slap that he did, he enjoyed his performance in the play Macbeth. And it did the whole crowd of, you know, thespians go. (gasps) I don't know. Maybe it's possible. I didn't notice it. Interesting. But but they were in a theater and Chris Rock got, got his shit rocked very shortly after. (laughs) Well, you know, we're in a podcast studio. It is. You know, I think, I think we got to hand it to Will for not escalating this into mortal violence. Right. Because like, clearly that was the alternative. And I think that people, you know, ought to put the guns away and scrap, you know, like, I think that's an acceptable level of, uh, conflict, uh, resolution through, uh, violence. (laughs) Uh, but I think it would be so much more entertaining for everybody if they went to the, you know, the booth and they, they really, they put, they put their, their, uh, you know, um, extremely talented lyricism into the combat arena, you know, like, cause you know, Chris Rock released a, uh, I think it was a gold record on, um, no sex in the champagne room in the nineties. And, you know, um, uh, Will Smith has a uh, critically acclaimed discography. Yes, so, Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I want to I want to hear the diss tracks. Okay, right? I and think then that's, yeah, maybe that'll escalate into I don't know, like, um, and we're a quarter of the way through the Willennium. <laughs> <laughs> that time we got wow, a, new, you're right. a new album. Damn, Man, damn, that is unsettling. Yeah. Oh boy, I completely forgot <laughs> we were in the Willennium. We're just living in the Willennium. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 
pretty funny when when millionaires slap each other in public. I mean, yeah, like I, I don't know. I don't really think that it's that bad. Um, I should have just kissed. <laughs> yeah, like Dude, big open like, mouth like, kiss. Yeah, yeah. That no, that would have been the Bugs that's how Bunny they should have made yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's making out like at the after party, just yeah. like look, look, Chris, that was wrong. What I did to you, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make it up to you right now. Yeah, and then a deep, passionate kiss. <laughs> That's poly visibility, yeah. you know, and I, I do have to uh, hand it to Will and Jada for, for you know, being icons of the poly community. That's true. Yeah. Well, well then there's that whole thing, which is that like Chris was there, like they were in a throuple or something with him. Really? Uh, it, it, I don't know if it was. I I didn't pay enough attention to it because it's celebrity gossip, and I don't really give a shit about that. But it was it was something like they had. There was history there. Um, Interesting. So poor bedroom etiquette. Mm. That, that's that's what likely yeah. is at the root of this. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, All right, let's talk about something real. <laughs> I can't. This is, this is more than enough time dedicated to this topic. Um, this Chris, you shared this article about the BlackRock president that oh, yeah. is incredible. Yeah, the president of BlackRock investment firm had the fucking balls, the balls to say that. Let me find the exact quote here. He's warning, uh, for the, he says, for the first time, this generation is going to go into a store and not be able to get what they want. And we have a very entitled generation that has never had to sacrifice, uh, added the 65-year-old Capito, who has an estimated net worth of more than $400 million and made $24.6 million in total compensation in 2020. Guys, I think but the we're millionaires entitled. are out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't all, think they know what's going on with the average person. All I'm no. saying is where the fuck is Will Smith and slapping him and saying, <laughs> keep my motherfucking generation out your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> I don't think, what generation, Will Smith has got to be Gen X, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what generation is he talking about? Like, it, I, who's this entitled generation? It like, is obviously millennials, because this is a cultural shorthand. Enti- the entitled generation is cultural shorthand for millennials. I think it's just uh, shorthand for the, the youth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just as, like if, any as if old millennials person, aren't 40 years old yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> But like any old person saying like, this generation, right? It's just, it's just like whoever isn't them, right? Yeah. It's like anyone absolutely. younger than them. And I mean... The, the Daily Mail apparently reached out to him to ask him which generation yeah, he yeah. was referring to, um, and he did not. He he declined to respond. Um, <laughs> Coward. Yeah, right. It's also just an insane remark to make, like on all counts. Like this guy obviously has not been in a grocery store over the last two years anywhere in America. <laughs> or, been, do you remember when you couldn't buy toilet paper yes. for a month and a half or more, like a half a year almost? Well, in and even areas. yeah, once it was back, you could only buy like it was it was fucking rationed. It was literally rationed. Yeah. But even more than that, like this is he's talking about the generation that came of age in the two thousand eight financial like yes. the great recession. Yes. I tried to get a little model World Trade Center in 2002 and I couldn't find one. <laughs> <laughs> the shelves were bare. Let me tell you about sacrifice. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, this shit is crazy. Yeah, yeah it's like, fucking rich coming from a 65-year-old millionaire that uh, you know. Yeah. Like, we we better buck as he says, uh we better put your seatbelts on because yeah. this is something that we haven't seen. A guy who's literally enriched through gambling other people's life savings. Buckle that- up, chuckle fucks. We're going <laughs> to restructure the economy. 
<laughs> you'll eat the bugs and you'll like it, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's fucked. But uh, the article goes on to explain the um, grim reality that we're all facing, uh, which is to say, on average, something like $433 per month. They're calling it a inflation tax, which yeah. is a bizarre turn of phrase. But essentially, it's just like, if you imagine having to pay a sudden new tax, but this tax is just toward inflation, it's just like a simple way, I guess, of thinking about the overall effect that inflation is going to have on people's budgeting, uh, you know, capabilities. And something like $52,000 Yeah, 5200 sorry, yeah, uh, per year. That would year. be very alarming. Yeah, yeah. on, on average. Have a lot of but, death, deaths like, of despair. We're talking about people that, like, cannot, on average, correct me if I'm wrong, afford a $400, like, uh, sudden expense. Like that's like a lot of people, a lot, like if not the majority of Americans, like a huge uh, percentage of them. When I was in telemarketing and this is really fucked up that our boss told us this because we were basically like, okay, you got to watch how much, how much you can fuck over these rubes. He told me that the average New Yorker had about $600 in savings. So that's this $433 every month. month is like. Most of the savings of basically any of of the average in the, the median New Yorker, yeah, in the first month, yeah. yeah. So and, and it went up a little. It, 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 savings I'm sure it's went gone up, up a little, a little bit, yeah. during the pandemic, but that's what inflation is for: is, to, is for capital to claw all that. Back. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's it's not it's not a natural phenomenon. Like you can like every every uh, company that makes staple goods is having record profits. Like it's yes. not like including it's the, not like yeah the, the basic things are are more expensive and also like when you look at like what what things that go into like the basket of goods that determine inflation it's like mostly used cars like yeah used cars went up like 43 percent yeah and then like food is up like seven percent which sucks well but it's 18 percent in certain yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, grains up uh 20 percent so oh, man, like beer is gonna be more expensive oh man but you know i but you know i i think that I'm not saying like inflation fears are overblown, but I but I do think it's uh probably a little over exaggerated, and uh it's also like completely preventable if we just nationalized industries or something. Yeah, <laughs> or, that's or, not going to happen. Yeah, no, so well, well, in lieu we, of that, it people well, are going to be spending significantly well, 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 more we, on basic goods. Yeah, no, what we should do is is freeze prices. We've done it before. We should absolutely be freezing prices. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I would love. Fucking Nixon did it. If Nixon yeah. did it. Joe Joe Brandon can do it. I yeah, mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's really odd that he didn't. They're tapping into. I think this is the largest um, uh, pull from our nation's petroleum reserves. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, that doesn't bode well because it's not like a lot of this instability on a global geopolitical thing is likely to go away anytime soon. I mean, like I don't know. Like maybe the Russia uh, invasion will end. Like they seem to be getting their asses handed to them. Um, but the price of petroleum has already gone down from its like record high recently mm -hmm. and like gas prices haven't. And so like you have like this industry that's making record profits off of the thing that like hurts working people like the most. And it hurts them both in the ability to like go to work. A lot of people are now, you know, the offices are opening up and they're like, hey, everybody back in, you know, we need butts and seats. Um, and but also food, like everything that's delivered. Like this, the use of petroleum in our society is like, it's completely widespread. So any increase in its price, like 
basically increases the cost of literally everything and sometimes multifold. You know, like where it gets like 20% more expensive to do all of your processing, all of your, you know, interstate transit, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like the solution to that would be like local production and consumption, mm-hmm. i.e. closer to like a planned economy. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> Once again, we're not looking at that as much of a reality. So, yeah. Like the fact that uh, Biden basically said, like, hey, we're going to, uh, you know, do an embargo on Russian oil imports. And this is this going to so make fucked up. gasoline more expensive. And like, it's the moral and right thing to do. He said, don't worry, our sanctions are hurting Russians more than their uh, than the lack of petroleum is hurting us. Yeah. Like the Holy population shit. of Russia that totally deserves to be like sanctioned. You yeah, know, I mean. Uh, it's it's incredible like the lack of humanity that that with which people talk about this also remember that like we i think two percent of our petroleum comes from russia yeah it's not a lot yeah yeah yeah, it's it's just like it's it's grain is gonna be much worse it's a big deal for germany germany is like yeah thank god they're like ending. they basically have a straw like that just like goes into right into the pipeline in russia and just they suck it up it's called called the Nord Stream. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are the, drinking the Russia's uh, milkshake. They are drinking Russia's milkshake, yeah. Uh, but like, milkshake made out of petroleum. Yeah, and Ugh. natural gas, um, yeah. specifically. Natural gas, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the heating is going to be the biggest um, cost impact for the Germans. So if this um, you know, conflict goes on into next winter, you're going to see an extreme uh, swing in the political appetite to like continue to um uh sanction and like be at odds with uh russia and the european union yeah yeah the, those uh those raves in berlin are going to be real cold <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i i i hope uh i hope it ends soon and i i kind of feel like it's it is but you know of course no predictions there but uh the uh um it's it's just i, I think i've already said this on the show it's just like it's just showing how much harder it is to be america's ally like we just Mm -hmm. keep making it harder and harder and more unpredictable and it's i just don't think this can last i i I do feel like in five years we'll find that this event uh severely damaged uh other countries like desire to be our ally yeah this is the 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 death throes of american imperialism i hope so man or at least american exceptionalism i think yeah I I, th- I bet if you charted how many Americans know the names of foreign leaders, like is it it has gone up astronomically in probably the last ten fifteen years. I'm mm. guessing, and, and I bet that is a proxy for American exceptionalism. He's like, like the but, like Americans just like don't. Yeah. it's a privilege to not have to know anything yeah. about the rest of the world. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We are losing that privilege very quickly. Yeah, and now we need to know who Boris Johnson is. It's horrifying. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't need to know who that person is. Who's that person? <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's a hotel chain. <laughs> I am. I am extremely worried about um, food shortages. Yeah, and the fact that so many people are actually going to go hungry. Yep. Um. But ev- but the other half of it is that every revolution started with a lot of hungry people. So you know. Yeah. Is, could I mean, be could be radicalizing. Yeah, and who knows? I hate to think of it that way. Like, well, it's kind of disgusting. I but. just, I think about it in the context of, like, America, and it's like, who's ready to throw hands? 
Like as far as Not like revolution, Will Smith. I mean, for one. <laughs> well, I was going to say like the people that uh, you know, Mo Brooks was wearing body armor and uh, telling to fight like hell on January sixth in his effort to overturn the presidential election. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Mo Brooks, well, um, well timed bringing it up, Chris, because uh, he Trump rescinded his endorsement of him. Because Mo refused to help him overturn the election. He went and woke. He, he, went, he woke, went woke, folks. That's literally, Trump says <laughs> that he went woke. Um, and it's like, it's so funny because Mo Brooks was like on the front lines of saying that, it, you know, the the big lie, yeah, the stop, stop the, steal. the steal. You know, he was, um, Chris, you said that he was like wearing body armor in yeah. front of the crowd on January 6th. Like, yeah telling him to take back our country that's so yeah. horrible but well, <laughs> he but as he told trump who has apparently been like texting him and like at like mo please you gotta help me we gotta, mo, get, we gotta get we gotta get brandon out of the white house um you, you up <laughs> <laughs> but it, brooks basically just told him like dude there is nothing one after january 6th like mm-hmm. once the 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 votes are certified yeah. like there's no constitutional mechanism for changing that. Yeah. Like it just is. We should focus on 2022 and 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trump rescinded his endorsement after that. Yeah. And Chris, you were sharing some alarming uh, supplementary information to that. Well, like I, I recently uh, subscribed to Medium, right? When I got off Twitter, because I like wanted to, like you know, get keep my ear to the tracks without just being in, in constant um, insanity mode. What if Twitter, uh, but longer? Yeah. And uh, there was like this, you know, I think a little apoplectic, like a little hair on fire concerning um, article saying that like uh, Trump seems to be trying to mobilize a, a cohort of new congressional representatives to do some extrajudicial, extra constitutional um, reinstatement of himself as president and, uh, you know, essentially coup um, uh, Biden. And um, basically pointing to this article as uh, indication, which is to say that, like, Trump has endorsed uh, 219 candidates for uh, Congress and unendorsed exactly one of them. Mo Brooks. Yeah. And that if that unendorsement came from Mo not playing ball with a cockamamie scheme to overturn the election once the 2022 midterms happen, then that means that 218 uh, are playing ball, right. at least according to this author's uh, you know analysis. And if that's the case, then like maybe there's a, enough like energy to try and do some weird bullshit like i don't even know what you'd have to do probably like amend the constitution for a stop the steal like yeah like, i don't know line. i mean it's it's uh it's hard because like you know the liberals in the age of trump have lost their fucking minds um if they ever had them if they ever had them yeah um <laughs> no it, it just sucks that like everyone who either wants to be in office or are in office like have this perverse incentive to make everyone afraid that Trump will steal the presidency again like all it it everyone wins in those in office like but that said 
This seems like something they could try. I mean, come on. Like, the Republicans have also lost their fucking minds. Yes. And I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't sound that far-fetched to me. I just um, don't know what they'd actually do. Like, that's the thing yeah, that... there's nothing... There's no, like, legal mechanism yeah. for them to, like, oust a sitting president. Um, like, the only way they could get rid of Joe Biden is through, like, an illegal coup. Um, and the first one failed. The first one didn't go well. <laughs> you know? I mean... But I mean, there just weren't enough loyal congressional representatives. Well, like, eventually, I've, the uh, the coup is going to be happening from inside. They the needed house. senators, wow. and they're not going to. It's very difficult to get super loony people into the Senate. Like, yeah. Well, what if a bunch of loony Congress people like whipped out zip uh, tie handcuffs and just like arrested all of the Democrats? <laughs> <laughs> like all at once like what would happen like you know like uh, you think that the capitol police would like stop that like I, they fu- I wonder what like the international like what would the un do i don't know this is just kind of a silly thought experiment at this point but yeah. like what would the un do if yeah. there was a coup in the united states well, i don't know but i'd personally be advocating for mexico to liberate us yeah please absolutely. i want, I want xi jinping to yeah. come over and yeah and set us free i know the un would definitely like stop paying the mortgage on the office building in new york city i imagine (laughs) (laughs) you don't think they'd send in like peacekeepers it it becomes an artist squat like overnight (laughs) (laughs) i stated in an artist squat that used to be the ex-congolese embassy in the hague interesting okay they called it villa kabila apparently uh the uh uh, republic of congo reached out and uh was like you can't call it that yeah, probably. I mean, like, you gotta be pretty sensitive about, like, the Congo's uh, uh, presence in the Netherlands, since, like, they did an entire genocide yeah. of them. It, it's wild, because, like, like we talk about the Holocaust. How, how America has, like, a, a cultural, you know, memory of, like, a goldfish, or historical memory of a goldfish. Um, I was speaking to somebody uh, in the Netherlands while I was actually at that squat, who was living there, and they were talking about, like, their blackface tradition of, like, the, yeah. uh, you know, Santa's helper like, yeah. No, it's not racist, though. It's different. <laughs> yeah, no. well, it's just... that, that was what he was saying. He's like, yeah. well, we just don't have a history of, like, you know, being racist or colonization. And I was uh, just like... Wrong. Uh, Incorrect. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Your country the size of Delaware, like, is just rich for some reason. Yeah. yeah there was a something-India <laughs> company. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember what country it was. Uh, Dominican? Dominican yeah, the, Indian the, the, company? Yeah, yeah know, something dash East India company. Uh, I don't know. But there was Viceroy's. <laughs> uh, I forget. Oh, God. I, 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 where do you guys get all your chocolate? That doesn't <laughs> seem like something that would grow here. <laughs> to to bring it back to Mo Brooks, though, just there's, he, there's a lot of quotes from him in this article, and he says all of these things, and then he ends it with, period. He's like, as a lawyer, I've repeatedly advised President Trump that January 6th was the final election contest verdict, and neither the U.S. Constitution nor the U.S. Code permit what President Trump asks, period. And then he has, like, three other quotes that all also end with period. Nice. Um, a man's a... a he's just, a, it's just big grandpa lo- energy. Yeah, no, a man just loves yeah. punctuation. He's very definitive. If he was from a, a less entitled generation, he'd be uh, doing it in, like, the telegram, like, uh, dictation thing, and be like, Stop. <laughs> <laughs> full stop 
I think he's not prepared for the period shortages that are coming. Oh, Maybe he no. should get a little better oh, at um, oh, no. <laughs> saving his periods. All right. All right. Time for a drug roundup. Drugs. Oh, Let's hell talk yeah. about drugs. Drugs are cool. Love them. You know what the House is so, the House of Representatives is good for? Passing meaning, no. meaningless <laughs> legislation that will never see the light of day. Yeah, they do do that. Um, but this one's historic. This yeah, is, it is. This is the first time I think there's ever been a um, passed in Congress bill to uh, legalize pot on the federal level. Yeah. And uh, declassify it from a class one narcotic. Yep. So the, uh, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, the MORE Act, uh, by Democrat. <laughs> more weed. More weed. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gerald Nadler. Gerald? Why'd you do the drug law, Gerald? Yeah. I, I don't know. What, also, I don't also, know what that was supposed to be. Also uh, referred to as Jerry Nadler. Okay. Yeah, Jerry Nadler. Okay, yeah. well, I'm, I'm reading this uh, Reuters story that calls him Gerald. So I'm going to keep calling him Gerald. And also, I'm not his friend. Like, we're not. Close. You're not on a first name <laughs> basis. Yeah, so yeah. I'm yeah. just going to keep it real professional here. Um, Mr. Nadler. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. Mr. Gerald. Nadler is a rough last name. Yeah. Anyway. The, the whole name is rough, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> uh, so yeah, passed the House with uh, 220 to 204, few, but some Republican supporting, and it's just never going to go anywhere in the Senate because the Senate is, uh, full of people that have never met anyone that they're not like immediately blood related to, or has given them money. But wait, Chuck Schumer is going to introduce his own doomed bill in the Senate. Yeah. Also legalizing weed. I so, wonder what Chuck Schumer smells like. Probably that weed. loud. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like it is telling how how incredibly out of time. I mean, look, the House passed it, but even still, the fact that it was on nearly split, like even lines, is wild because ninety one percent of Americans oppose cannabis prohibition yes. to at least some extent. Yes, and as we pointed out, there's only six states that still remain with it being completely prohibited. Yes, check out our uh, episode on patreon.com slash ironweeds for our episode on history of cannabis. It's in, it's incredible. It's incredible that the every representative, that the, like the, the, the only representative body at the federal level just like is not interested in doing anything that 91% of Americans want them to do. That is so how, weird. how do you call that a democracy? Yeah, like, yeah. how do you, whatever, if they, if they fucking cooed Joe Brandon, it would still, like, it, it we're not a democracy Listen, no, at all no, no. anymore anyway, so we, I don't know that it would make much difference. It's, it's a holy sacrament that we show up every so often <laughs> and vote for red or blue. And yeah. it, you know what? People not only died for your right to have that opinion, okay, but they killed they killed a lot killed of people so to make sure people. that we have that sacred right. So yeah. keep my fucking voting rights <laughs> out of your god fucking mouth. Out of your fucking mouth. Yes, yes. Um, so anyway, I don't know. It's always sad to see important legislation that's just doomed to fail from, from go. But it's maybe it's progress. Maybe in 10 years or so, we'll get a bill that will pass. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe like all the senators are just gonna look at each other and be like fuck it let's be legends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know you know my mom said uh has said this to me a couple of times like she didn't think that she would ever see cannabis legalization in her lifetime yeah um and now it is you know it's the norm across the country so who knows something's happening 
So do we want to see this, uh, talk about this other story about yes. drugs? Yeah, drugs, more drugs. Yeah, let's talk about drugs more. Wait, wait, was it, who's kissing that kitty? Okay, yeah, so uh, <laughs> this is Luke Grandis. Uh, he lives with his cat, Chauncey. Nice. Chauncey saved his life. Yeah. Really? When yeah. he was overdosing, Chauncey went to the door and meowed until a neighbor came. Wow. Yeah. So Incredible. Every, yeah, so every time a cat is annoying you... They might be trying to save someone's life, and you should pay attention to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the only um, rules for life that I agree with uh, Jordan Peterson on. <laughs> pay attention to every cat. Yeah. So, um, here's a, a, a absolutely horrifying statistic. Um, uh, alcohol-related deaths soared to over 99,000 in 2020, a 25% increase over Jesus. 2019. Um and uh, overdose deaths in New York uh, outpace pretty much everything else combined. Fuck, even COVID? Yeah. No, not COVID No, combined. not COVID? No. More New Yorkers died of drug overdoses in a 12-month span than car accidents, suicides, and homicides combined. There it is. Wow. Okay, so, uh, you know, in most drug overdose deaths are because of opiates, right? They're not, you know, no one's ODing on weed. Right. right yeah. Uh, or or LSD. Right. So, um, uh, one way to to deal with that, right, is to at least uh, find a place or or provide a place where people can do uh, the drug that they are like biologically addicted to in a place that is safe that to kind of re- at least reduce like the possibility of getting like hepatitis from dirty needles. Or falling over uh, 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 and, like, choking on your tongue or vomit or something, right? There's, like, a lot... Overdose deaths uh, are preventable. Yes, yeah. they are. Uh, pretty much completely. Either through naloxone or just, like, having someone around you to put you on your side or something. Is that, yeah. like, right? the generic name for Narcan? Yeah. Naloxone? Yeah. Well, and there's another one called uh, Suboxone. That uh, there's dwindling supply of because it still requires um, uh, a prescription and is uh, uh, not covered by a lot of insurance companies. So and doctors yeah. are heavily restricted on like even how many people they can prescribe it to, like yeah. how many people one doctor can prescribe and what's, this drug to. What's the logic there that people are going to have like OD parties where they purposely OD or something? Yeah, and we, we just live in a cruel society. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what, what the explanation is for that. Well, I mean, usually it's something. It, the, the, the the dumb explanation is usually something like you're encouraging people to do drugs by providing them an opportunity to save their own lives or something. Yeah. yeah. For, for not being punished by their own vice. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fatally. Yeah. So, uh, on Monday, this coming Monday, so you will have, um, it will probably already happen by the time uh, you hear this, uh, Vocal NY, which is an um, uh, advocacy organization for uh, people with, the, uh, for, for just you know, like drug issues in general, like you know, harm reduction issues. Uh, they're going to deliver a, a letter to Senate Majority Leader uh, Andreas Stewart-Cousins, that's the New State York Senate, Senate. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Assembly Speaker uh, Carl Heasty. Hesty? Yep. Yeah, Hesty, I think. Hesty? Yep. Okay. Oh, weird names we have yeah. in this uh, <laughs> government of ours. Uh, calling for passage of the Safer Consumption Act, a bill that would authorize overdose prevention centers around the state where people could consume pre-obtained drugs while under medical supervision. Yeah. Uh, uh, New York City uh, opened two of them, I think, uh, over the last year, and it's just like in- overnight changes, like really incredible 
changes to uh like everything from uh yeah overdose deaths to like litter yeah because like you know one that's like, a serious problem people yeah. littering oh, yeah. needles yeah it's a yeah. really big problem yeah is it yeah and it's not even just like the needle which is dangerous and you know like kids can pick it up or whatever but it's also like you're know, just like the container that the needle was in the container that your drugs were in like i mean how many times have you found like a tiny little baggie somewhere right like there's like yeah. You know, just like everything else that we do, you know, drugs are consumable that produce a lot of a lot of waste. Yeah, and if you could at least put that in a place where everything gets thrown out properly, like that, that's that is something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we had a big problem in our, our local um, uh, gardens because yeah. you know they're like when you're talking about public space for people to use drugs, um, it's extremely in limited supply. So things like community gardens were actual spots where people would just like hide out, shoot up, and then, like, peace. And oftentimes, they'd, like, defecate and, like, leave yeah. the needles, like, right next to it and stuff. Yeah. It was pretty rough. Um, yeah, I I think that, you know, the idea of having safe injection sites is, like, absolutely critical. But you were saying pre-obtained. So it's like yeah. a BYOD, like, bring yeah. your own dope. Yeah, you have to, thing. yeah, they don't give you the dope. You got to bring it. But, which, All right. Which is bullshit. That's the next step. <laughs> uh, Free government heroin. Yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> come on CIA, we pay want. for you. But I mean, the idea of like making Nar- Narcan or Noxalone or whatever you were saying, like um, unobtainable is like really cruel. Like, yeah. did I talk about on this pod the time that I, you know, ran into someone ODing like on the street? I don't think you did. Yeah, I was, like, walking down the street. This is probably about a year ago. It was, like, definitely during the pandemic because, like, everyone was wearing masks and stuff. Um, But this woman had apparently, like, stepped into any, like, hallway leading up to a second floor apartment on the street that I live on and uh, was being, like, carried out from, like, under her shoulders, like, you know, unconsciously uh, of the building by someone who had lived upstairs. And apparently she had just been, like, trying all of the handles of, like, all of the houses just to be able to, like, duck into a spot to, like, shoot up mm-hmm. and immediately passed out, like, um, you know, like, went into an overdose, like, um, like, spasm type of thing. And the resident upstairs, like, heard the thud, ran down and, like, you know, was carrying her out on the sidewalk to give her first aid, like a CPR. And so I helped him and we basically like cleared her air passage from uh, the limited CPR training that I remember. Um, and while he, you know, uh, was, was doing the chest compressions and, um, you know, thank God, like the Troy um, e- EMTs arrived like Johnny on the spot. They must have been just around the corner. Like mm-hmm. somebody called, uh, was already calling the ambulance as I like saw the scene like developing. Uh, and they came and like, boom, Narcan, like immediate consciousness. Yep. Like she, her face was like purple like from asphyxiation, like, and so we were trying to like clear her airway and stuff. Um, and, but just like going back to life like that, like what an amazing drug, like what, yeah, like everyone that is should say, carry like, it on them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I went to CVS being like, Hey, I want to get some Narcan. And it turned out to be like 700 bucks it's or something. Incredibly expensive. And I guess like if we're in a scarcity society, that makes sense to price it that high. But like, shouldn't we be making things that can save people's lives so that we can carry them around? Because like ODing can, as I found out, just happen. You can just happen upon somebody ODing in this country, in this county. Like it's just, 
it's so commonplace that like in your daily life, like you having a little bit of Narcan on a keychain or something like might literally save someone's life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I keep Narcan in uh, my office on campus. Oh yeah. Work. I just, I, I've told my students like, I, if you want it, I will give it to you. No questions asked. Just take it out of my office. But, yeah. yeah it's, Has uh, anybody taken you up no, on it? No, no, I, uh, but yeah, it's, it's fucking horrifying. And I know that there are programs we should be like advertising them. I do believe Rensselaer County, the way I got it was through Rensselaer County, uh, does a, uh, will do like a del- home delivery of Narcan. I don't know if they're still doing it or how you sign up for it anymore, but you can, there are ways of getting it for free or, or severely reduced price. Um, but it really just should, it, again, it, you know, like with everything else with healthcare in this country, it's all like this, like patchwork, like Google it for a day and a half till you find out what the hell to do about it. Yeah. So this guy that, um, has a, a heroic cat, uh, uh, you know, Grandis, uh, he, um, he is, uh, not only a user, but he, he's, he, um, is a, an advocate for users. So he, he, uh, has to go six days a week to get a daily dose of suboxone that uh we was ha- he was having a harder and harder time finding so is that like methadone like- yeah yeah yeah. So yeah and so now, then he switched because he couldn't get any more he switched to to methadone and um de- they say depending on the day and staffing levels it could take anywhere from 15 minutes to two hours to get your your dose and go yeah um and because he works in the addiction field his employer's understanding but he he says that there's a ton of other people who just like go there, see the wait time, and leave? Wow! And, and probably go and just go find get heroin. high. Yeah, yeah, go find heroin. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it, interesting story. This guy. This guy works in addiction. Is addicted. Like, how did that's the very chronology common. of he that happen? Off, he he actually was sober for seven years, oh, and then it was yeah. during the pandemic that he fell off the wagon. Um, yeah. Sorry, that's in the story. Which is which is that. extremely common. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. No, uh, I mean, th- th- those are all the the high points in the story. Will be linked in the show notes as always. But it's um a, I, it, it's this killer that is just all across this country, and media doesn't really want to talk about it. Uh, law enforcement doesn't really want to talk about it because you can't shoot it to death. Can't shoot, yeah, you can't shoot fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, 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 like it requires like care and. Well, like, I mean, you can not, shoot fentanyl. Yeah, but you can't <laughs> shoot it with a gun. With a gun right. Yeah, yeah I, it's it. There is a powerful undercurrent of just like in our culture that says that if you are addicted to drugs, you're not like a, a whole person. Yeah, um, who's like deserving of support or empathy or really anything? Um, which is funny because we don't do that with alcoholics. Well, like, yeah. If you're an alcoholic, yeah. you can walk into a, a a room at a party and someone offer you a drink and you say, "No, I'm an alcoholic. Thank you for the offer, but I can't." And people will like. Yeah, clap. Yeah, it, you're yeah. you're a hero, but you know, if you say I'm a recovering heroin addict, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. all but also, I mean, you know, like there's a huge overlap in like homelessness and houselessness uh and alcoholism. And like when people are like in public as like, you know, alcoholics that are suffering through their addiction in a way that causes them to be publicly inebriated and stuff. There's very, very little care and, and support for I them. I think that has as at least as much, if not more, to do with the fact that we don't see people, we don't see homeless people as whole people either. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, there's definitely a dehumanization element, yeah. like for people who are like actively struggling with addiction. Mm-hmm. But you know who are full and total humans with bodies that 
can perish is the Sackler family. And if you ever found them, uh, you know, like redacted. Reductive. Yeah. 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 They, they, like, that, that is the thing, though, is that, like, this is a, an incredibly wealthy family that made a ton of money off of opiates and nothing will happen to them. Nope. They're just gigantic legal drug dealers. I think they lost a lawsuit or something, didn't they? They got they got sued for, like, a couple million dollars. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, so it's, yeah. it's not, Justice it's has not been illegal served. if you're rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll, they'll have to cut back on their helicopter use. <sighs> what do I, we think? Is it time for some good news? Yeah. yeah. All mean, right. We all got to tighten our belts. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Inflation. Am I right? So we got a double whammy for your wildflower today. Oh, hell yeah. All involving uh, labor unions. Oh, hell yeah. Um, the shout out Latham Plaza Starbucks. Yes. They uh, have announced that they are um, their intent to unionize. Nice. Uh, I have gone there twice already since then. Uh, give them a good, nice big tip. You should too. So they'll probably need it. I just noticed you're wearing a Starbucks. Yes, and I'm, and I'm wearing the hat. Starbucks uh, work, Workers United <laughs> yeah. uh, hat. It's yeah. pretty, pretty fly. Gotta yeah, say. It's, it's a nice hat. It's a good hat. It's yeah. a good hat. Um, uh, yeah, they're they're. Uh, uh, I I've never had this much Starbucks before. I don't really care for it. Um, it's like, all right. It's like as a brand or just coffee in general? Uh, yeah, I don't. I. I I, I just feel like an old fart where I'm like, I don't know how to order anything. And <laughs> yeah. like it, I want the, the coffee flavored coffee. Yeah. And like the, <laughs> the, the menu isn't very helpful. It, it, they just like have a picture of like the thing that they're pushing today. Mm. And like, it was like that. I take that. And it has like a five word name. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, I'll do that I one. think there's an app that you can like pre-order. Yeah. yeah. That would make that would me probably feel be helpful. Yeah. That would like, for make old me feel like a little you. less stupid. Yeah. Well, and also like uh, part of the change in it, what has helped spur the uh, unionization efforts in, in Starbucks is that since the pandemic, there's been this huge shift to using the app and drive through, mm-hmm. which has completely changed what it's like to work in these restaurants because before it was like a oh you sit down you like you tippy tap on your on your laptop while you drink mm-hmm. your frappuccino or whatever um frappuccino also by the way was a um uh, uh, a product name from a, a boston area store that they uh, acquired oh really so that's where the frappuccino comes from Interesting. and that's that chain store was unionized Interesting. Oh. So they absorbed them and actually um, uh, took their unionized benefits and applied them t- throughout the the company mm-hmm. to break that union. They're like, we're going to give it to you anyway. And so that's why, for a while, Starbucks was like a great employer or considered to be a great employer in the service sector because they had like good pay good benefits good pay good benefits yeah. that were from a, a, a former <laughs> unionized coffee shop wow i had yeah. no idea about that yeah but now so like now with the with yeah with the, all the changes in how people uh use starbucks it, it it's just become like this like charnel house of like throwing cups of coffee out a window at ford at like you know like a ford bronco or something <laughs> you know it's yeah. like uh and so yeah they're um uh, it, I I went and actually talked to some, one of one of the people that that's a uh, um, unionizing there, and they said it's it, it's probably gonna be a slam dunk. Hell like, yeah, they, they seem to be. That's doing fantastic. Really well. But like uh, Starbucks in the press has been talking about you know sending their billionaire CEO like uh, what was it Howard Schultz mm-hmm. um, around to try to like cajole and convince people that like um, the 
unionization is is not in their best interest. And this is my advice to Starbucks workers hoping to unionize. When Charles Schultz shows up at your franchise, um, invite him down into the basement uh, because <laughs> you you happen to have you know a very special cask of macchiato and. <laughs> Uh, that is a coffee drink, right? Macchiato. I, uh, maybe it's <laughs> possible. That sounds good. And what what you got to do, right, is you got to chain him to the wall, and then just brick up the wall as if he wasn't there. <laughs> right. At, I think you should force him to watch pro union propaganda until he comes around. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. And it may take hours. It may take days. Yeah. It could it's take up, years. It's up, we it's don't up know. To him, really. It's really up to him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He can stop this at any time. <laughs> He's in full control here. <laughs> yeah. No, um, uh, I mean, like the, the, the CEO of Starbucks had to step down and like Schultz had to come back because he's like uh, good at union busting. Apparently it's like a thing that he busting makes him feel good. Yeah. Whomst <laughs> <laughs> amongst them. <laughs> Um, more certain good news. I mean, this is like, you know, so Amazon, probably everybody listening to this knows that the Staten Island Amazon warehouse has uh, formally officially unionized, Ooh-ooh. which is like probably the biggest labor win in the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and is not connected to the AFL-CIO at all. Which is cool. It's a completely independent union. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And did you hear that the um, the unionizing effort in Bessemer, Alabama, that uh, lost by a big margin, yeah. is it potentially going to be overturned in court because of like some hella illegal uh, anti-union harassment that uh, Amazon was doing the lead up? The th- Amazon they, they the, would have like twenty meetings a day, like yeah, mandatory meetings. Mandatory meetings. The amount of resources that Amazon has thrown at breaking these unions, like, should give you a really good sense of why you want a union yeah like if your boss is working that hard to keep you from getting it yeah um you, you want definitely it. want it yeah yeah like, if they're willing to build whole company towns as efforts to assuage you from joining a union be like no no it's gonna be the best like you're gonna love living here out in the middle of nowhere where we're gonna build this warehouse like and you, you know you, they're gonna have the best schools and you're, everything's gonna be walkable <laughs> <laughs> It's a very walkable I, company town. Yeah, right. Um, I, okay, so th- this is great. So, the, uh, I, like, Amazon has reacted. S- I'm just going to read this. This is incredible. Amazon formed a reaction team involving 10 departments, including its global intelligence program, a security group staffed by many military veterans. The company named an incident commander and relied on a protest response playbook and labor activity playbook to ward off business disruptions, according to newly released court documents. In the end, there were more executives, including 11 vice presidents, who were alerted about the protest, the initial protest outside of the the Amazon warehouse, um, than the workers who attended it. There were more again. Yeah. There were more executives alerted to it than there were people actually in the protest that they are so concerned. They about. shook. It's yeah. incredible. Amazon's chief counsel describing Mr. Smalls uh, as quote not smart or articulate. In an email mistakenly sent to more than a thousand people, recommended making him the face of efforts to organize workers. The company fired Mr. Smalls, saying he had violated quarantine rules by attending the walkout. Wow. Wow. Which is also funny that, like, you know, like, if you're going outside of a building, like, you are definitely at less, 
exposure to COVID than if you are inside of pretty yeah. much any building. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, and you know, the, it was it was pandemic conditions that precipitated this. And and you know, I mean, like, look, the, we we're living in a golden age of unionization, or mm, that's probably hyperbolic, but we're seeing worker organization as a direct result of the fact that people were just thrown into like the gears of capital in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and the thing that, you know, the walkout was over was unsafe working conditions with, you know, regarding COVID, um, not providing them proper PPE, not allowing them to uh, stay, to stay six feet apart. Not letting them able to PP. No. Yeah. Well, that's, it's, and, and it's, it really is like at, at every turn, Amazon has fucked the dog in all of this. Like they have just made themselves look so bad, so bad. Um, but importantly, is that like, they look bad when they do these things, right? Like, if a, if a major company called a black man, like, dumb and inarticulate and fired him, like, most of America would be like, yeah, he probably was. You know, like, the fact that now, like, there is a definite change in the sentiment yeah. in this country, too, that, like, what Amazon did is considered to be bad is itself, like, a change. Yeah. Yeah. And also very likely illegal. Like, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if the NLRB does anything about these employers who are obviously violating the law by firing people through retaliation, um, by intimidating people into not voting to join a union. Like, it's, it's, it's all pretty blatantly illegal. Unfortunately, a lot of the, uh, uh, responses or like remedies that the law requires are like putting a sign in the break room saying that you did it and you won't do it again. Yeah. Like that is literally (laughs) like what the NLRB says, like the punishment will be. So, I mean, like, but you know, like if you fire someone uh, in retaliation, like that person could get like back pay or like a couple things. Like, like there is stuff that like individuals can get, but we, there's just not enough like the legal tools at the NLRB's disposal, like just don't. They're won't in, do anything to, the, to something yeah. like Amazon or Starbucks. Like, yeah, they should be like companies. forcing Bezos to take like a uh, ton, maybe like thirty um, to one ratio of warehouse workers to um, billionaires on his next like dick spaceship ride. Yeah, and then you just go. you know, keep going. Whatever happens in space, <laughs> it's there's no there's there's no laws there's no laws up there it's 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 like it's like uh admiralty law (laughs) so you know space coup yeah that's that's what i'm saying yeah yeah Yeah. or or just you know let the dick keep going (laughs) never come back yeah yeah but not not if there are workers in there no 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 no, just put him in it Have him go to Mars. Have have Elon uh, send him uh, some Amazon care packages uh, to set up the first colony. (laughs) So, yeah, congratulations to uh, the Amazon workers in Staten Island. Um, At least there's one good thing about Staten Island now. Hell yeah, Shaolin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Two good things. Yeah. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Ironweeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, Phyllis Schlaff, the final installment of Phyllis Schlafly will be out probably by the time that you hear this. Hell yeah. Hopefully. Can't wait. Um, it's really, it, I'm really happy with the end. This episode is so fucking long though. Oh, I, last oh one. no. Yeah. Is, oh. is it good and also plentiful? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I was looking at my word count, and I've written like basically a book on Phyllis Schlafly Hell over yeah. the course of this series. Are you going to publish um, your writing? I mean, it's on the Patreon. Yeah. So well. if you become a patron, you get the scripts to every episode. Hell yeah. Um, which you can do either on the uh, Reaction Patreon Patreon itself or at the seven dollar tier for the Iron Weeds Patreon. Wow. Fuck yeah. Um, Best value in left wing podcasting. It's true. It really is true. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. Ironweeds Pod. You can follow us on Instagram. Ironweeds Pod. And you can send us an email. Why don't you? At Ironweeds Pod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. Another banger for the ages. Indeed.